tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after-show entertainment. AfterBuzz TV, the destination for TV superfans. Producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows. Interviewing celebrities and showrunners. And bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! This is kind of bittersweet right now. Anyways, hello everyone and welcome to the AfterBuzz TV Once Upon a Time After Show. I am Tiana Hobson. It's season four, episode 20, titled Lily, and boy, was this an episode. Joining me tonight, I have the very handsome Blake McIver. Oh, thank you. Yes. It's great to be here. And and the severely pissed off Marissa Serafini. <laughs> Hi, everybody. <laughs> Marissa's having a lot of feels with the ending of the episode. I'm very emotional right now, so... We're gonna give her a chance to get over it, so we're gonna talk about the other parts of the episode before we get into the part that upset her. I told her she can punch me. I don't bruise easily. Oh, wow. You're a better person than me, because you're you're not hitting me. Um, I do forewarn people if I drop bombs. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, Also, if you guys are listening to us on iTunes right now, make sure you check us out on YouTube, and Marissa's manning our live chat right now. I'm sure there's a lot of things happening on there. And the music is back up. So make sure you leave us comments on the YouTube page, on iTunes, rate us, give us five stars, like everything we like. Um, And yeah, give us lots of goodies. Alright, let's get into tonight's episode. I'm going to start at the beginning. We have a flashback where we see the apprentice after he has done the thing he did to poor little Lily, innocent Lily. He's telling the sorcerer, which is just a blue sort of... Orb of... Orb orb of... Power. Powers? I was expecting a person. Same here. Yeah. But do we think that he is a person and just he wasn't showing his form there? Absolutely. Yeah, I, I think mean, that's the disembodied form. I, I think there's a corporeal body somewhere. Kind of like, the, you know, the Wizard of Oz right. has that front, that the whole floating head. He's somewhere. Was this Probably nearby in the next room. Yeah. <laughs> behind <laughs> was, the curtain. Don't look was behind this the curtain. blue sort of magical stuff in the air? Did, was anyone else feeling genie from Aladdin oh, with that? Because he was blue. Good, yeah. And, it gave me a very genie vibe. That'd be cool. Pre genie. That, yeah. that would be cool. But Blake, you you pointed out the music that. Yeah, they were we playing. had a little Fantasia in the like, hidden in the theme, a little Sorcerer's Apprentice, a little theme mm-hmm. of the brooms. Yeah, which was which cool. Only Blake's ears hear this stuff. <laughs> He's like, oh, I was such a music like, nerd. Oh, <laughs> like, oh no, that's that is that. Huh? I didn't notice that. Thank you, Blake. <laughs> Thank you for pointing that out. So, in their conversation, we learned that. The author has been put into the book where he can only document what's happening. He's not able to... He can record. He can record. Yes, but not change. Yeah, but not change anyone's fate anymore. anymore. And so we, is he... Sorry, is he the author aware of everything that's going on? Say, if someone else writes stories into the book, he knows what's being added. Gotcha. I think so, because he 
the book still continued to tell the story even though he's been trapped inside it for all these years. So if he came out of the book where he was able to write stories, why isn't... Did he just not bring the ink with him that he needs that Rumpel's, like, setting him on this horrible path for? for right, there's a, lo- there's a lot of unanswered questions here with yeah. the ink and the book and the what. when can he change it, when can't he change it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. I think it's just whenever he has... The ink and magic and the quill. Quill at the same time. Put them two to two together, and that's when it happens. So we're thinking he just left his copies of those inside the book when he came, came out, out of, of it. Book. Yeah. Well, he's in jail <laughs> in, a, in, a, in a book prison, so to speak. He doesn't have things with him. Okay. He's trapped. I'll give him that. So tonight we talked a lot about fates and the intertwining of fates. And one of the things that the sorcerer says is that regardless of what was done to Lily, the badness, the darkness being put inside her, that her and Emma's fates will always be entwined. And that's something that they will go their whole lives with. So basically leave them alone. Let it work itself out. And we'll see what comes of it. But just because the darkness was put into Lily doesn't mean that that's all she'll be, is what I took from that. Is that, Am I understanding this correctly? I think that's a pretty accurate assessment. I th- Yeah, I think that's pretty on point. I will mention, shout out to Raul Flores. He says, Tiana looks very Ursula means Cruella today. Oh, thank oh, you. Yes. Shout out to my fallen Queens of Darkness. Yes. <laughs> Two of my favorites. So if you're listening on iTunes, definitely check out us out on YouTube as well. Yeah, and you can chat live with us and we'll Marissa will read your comments and yep. keep telling me that I'm pretty. I like that. Yeah. Um, so then we we go back in time again and and now we're when Lily and Emma are meeting, Emma has got this great family that she's finally paired New with. New foster family. Yeah. New foster family. They're going on family vacation. She's never been on a vacation. She's so excited to go. And then, boom, Lily shows up. And Emma knows that it's it can't be good news why she's there. But no. Emma, being the person she is, she's kind of like, all right, like, yeah, stay for dinner. Yeah, we're friends. And then she starts, Lily starts lying about how they met to the foster family. And Emma's like, look, you gotta go. Mm-hmm. I can't have this around me. You're and then crazy. we find out she's a fugitive. Yes! <laughs> yeah, there's always an ulterior motive yeah. for Lily. So I know that we knew that um, Emma pushed Lily away. She always said that she pushed her away. And knowing now what we know, do you think she was right to push her away? Well, I think it was sort of a survival tactic. It was like, I I have to make the best of this life that I've been handed. So uh, all I know is when you're here, it gets worse. And for Lily, it was just the opposite. When you're here, it gets better. So I, it's this weird push-pull. Yeah, I think it's that whole the fates being intertwined. And there, there's that whole fate balance that's always conflicting against mm-hmm. each other. And I like that from a young age, Lily even said that she feels like she's making the right choices. But then they always turn out to be the bad, the worst of the two. She even says, I feel like I'm cursed. Yeah. Mm -hmm. At that bus stop scene. That was almost verbatim for what's happening. All this darkness for her. (laughs) All this darkness. And Emma is light. Everything gets brighter. It's so sad. Very on point. They need to figure out how to live in this world together and be cohesive and complement each other and 
I don't know. I just, I want it to work out for Lily. I really do. It was interesting to spend so much time of an episode in a flashback sequence that took place on Earth. (laughs) 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 Because it was just like, suddenly the whole episode felt dark because it was like, oh, this is real. Oh, it's just 1999 in Wisconsin. (laughs) How depressing. (laughs) Real world. So Emma said. Real world. A little too real. (laughs) Yeah. So then, so after Lily gets, we find out that Lily was kicked out of her foster family's her adoptive parents' house because, you know, she's just too much badness. So she's been um, living with her boyfriend who got her into the whole armed robbery thing. You know, it's always a boyfriend that gets you into those things, kids. Stay uh, away from them. Those <laughs> bad boys. Those bad, so bad boys, boys, they're so easy on the eyes, but they're bad for your heart. But if you think about it, that happened with Emma, too. So. It did. Yes, so it did. how different... Are, is Lily and Emma really? Well, there are a lot of parallels. Yeah, there's lots of them. There's lots of parallels, but the difference, I think, at least from what we've seen, is that Emma, it usually works out in a better way for Emma. You yes. know, her getting caught with um, Neil and going to jail turned out to be the best thing for her, and it got her back on the straight and narrow, and it got her child to safety. And also, Emma makes the better choices in the end. And her ends always seem to justify her means, which, mm-hmm. Lily, it's just the opposite. Yeah. And and that's kind of sad to say. But <laughs> Lily does get some good news, we learn, because as she's sitting on the bus, riding off into who knows where with, <laughs> Somewhere with in the money that she's stolen. <laughs> yeah, with money that she's stolen from Emma's family. Um, we hear this very familiar voice, and there he is, the apprentice, telling her there's a reason, and I'm responsible for why your life is crappy it's not your fault partly responsible he i mean come on partly yeah he 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 was though he's he's more than partly responsible (laughs) because he could have told them no i'm not gonna put the darkness into right he could have refused that request yeah Yeah. there was a choice and he chose to do it y'all are crazy (laughs) try again try just be better parents yeah sorry (laughs) no not happening today maybe tomorrow i don't know but yeah, so he kind of fills her in on everything. I love that she called him Yoda. That's another you know, oh, we love a little Star Wars shout out. And that was one that I actually got because it was very <laughs> obvious Yay. and very in your face. <laughs> you know, it's, it's funny. I loved yes, I loved how they called him Yoda, but I, I felt more of a Dumbledore kind of feel from him. Oh, with his beard. Oh and yeah, stuff. yeah. I don't know. It's just, like just imparting wisdom onto someone. Yeah, just guidance. Yeah, that sort of. And I, I hope that we get to see a little bit more of what happened after that because, I mean, if we flash forward a little bit into present day, um, we have Regina and Emma working together to go, um, one, to get Robin and two, to get find Lily, find Lily because um, Emma made a deal with Maleficent that she would help her find her daughter. So we have them working together and they're on a quest and... It's like we find out that the, her address from five years ago is 30 miles from where Emma was living five years ago in Boston. Mm-hmm. Uh, we find out that when we get there, the landlord or whoever the neighbor is like, oh, no, she died in a drunk driving accident. And yeah. she was, you know, really dark person. You didn't want to be around her. She, her life was not ever on the right path. So, I mean, it's just, like, one strike after the other, and then they leave there, and they're driving, I'm assuming, to New York. Yeah. And then, you yes. know, there's a wolf in the middle of the street. <laughs> I was like, Graham! <laughs> still don't know what, what yeah. the wolf was. Yeah, but I like that, because I forgot about this. I love that Emma pointed out the same thing happened to me when I tried to leave Storybrooke the, the first time. The very first time, mm-hmm. yeah. So it's something about, I feel like, 
that wolf thing is cycling back. Marissa May- has something. It's her Maybe Patronus. the the wolf that we <laughs> saw tonight is Lily's wolf. Oh. oh. It was like be. Emma has her own wolf and cuz that wolf was obviously different, different. but yes. I think that was, that's Lily's and it's like those two fates purposely they clashing and to meeting collide. together. Yeah. Mm, I like that, Marissa. Maybe. Very Look good. Good apology, Marissa. <laughs> Look at Marissa. That's why we keep you around. You're so smart. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um so because of this, Emma ends up with a flat tire. So they have to go get a new tire and Regina sends Emma off to get some coffee. And it's in the coffee shop that we meet Starla. Starla, girl, Starla. that name. Girl, let <laughs> me tell that. you. <laughs> no offense to anyone in the world who's named Starla, but on a TV <laughs> show, when you meet a Starla, the first thing you think of is the strip club. And no offense to strippers, either, and no because we love strippers. you, too. Um, but Your yeah, job is hard. But Starla does not sound like a birth name. If you are trying to hide <laughs> from someone, you know, like, you go go with Beth. Go with something, like, really innocuous. So, flying but, under the name. But the I do star, love... Starla. Yeah. Well, the and star, the star yeah, which it makes sense that she went to that. The but Starla. Yeah, really. Starla. Oh, and I forgot to mention that, you know, Emma had to go steal that necklace. The moon not necklace. steal it, but moon. take the necklace She could have called herself back. Luna. Luna would have been that would have been a little like, that less been strippery than <laughs> Starla. I'm Starla. What I'm do you have? Starla. Hi, nice to meet you. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, um, but this scene this scene did give me my favorite line of the episode, which was? which is Regina walking away from the car, going, <laughs> oh "I'll get a tire. You get some coffee. <laughs> you get some coffee." <laughs> just. I, I just gotta say, Regina, like throughout this whole episode tonight, yes, God, fierce yes. queen, yes, yes. Oh, amazing. I love that she is there. She's talking Emma down and off the ledge because everyone knows that. So Emma has already completed like the first task of becoming dark. So she's already done one super dark deed by killing Cruella. R.I.P. Um, everyone was at her funeral tonight, so that was cute. Um, but you know she already did the first step into it. So now Gold's really pushing her to get to the. A next step and keep doing darker th- deeds until she's fully dark. So I love that Regina is telling her, Hey, I've been there. I've been in your shoes. Don't go down this path because getting out of it is hell. So hard. So hard to come back from. It's so hard to come back from. And think about Henry. Think about your parents who Regina's still mad at or Emma's still mad at. But, you know, think about your family. Think about Hook. Think about all these people who care about you before you make these rash decisions. So, and Starla is, you know, telling Emma, oh, I don't need your help. You pushed me away. I have a daughter and a husband. Like, my life isn't that bad, actually. Um, and then she goes up to a child who just got off of a school bus uh-huh. and bribes the her. child with burgers. Yeah, not with candy or like I don't know toys, but with burgers. Yeah, and we're which says something. Parents. Yeah, that says something about American children, right okay. there. Okay. You know what? I'll give you a week free of hamburgers if you take my hand, smile, and walk around, around the, the block. block with me. Oh. It was so dark. That was dark. That That was was scary. That was one of the scariest things ever. I was like, stranger, stranger danger over here. And the girl's just like, free burgers? Yeah. Sure. Free burgers? All right, let's do it. Food. Food. I mean, how hungry is that child? Did they not feed her at the cafeteria at school today? I don't know, but that's, that was just, that was messed up and it was creepy was and they're, scary. I mean, considering what happens in the real world with kids driving off into, you know, 
strangers' vans for Ooh. candy and stuff like that. It just Ooh. that was that was an also a very real moment. Yes, you know, we're in our world and it's very real. Let's hope that yeah. that was a teachable moment yes. for the younger viewers. <laughs> right. Don't talk to strangers, <laughs> especially if they're children of Maleficent. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, but they don't know. That. Yeah, they don't, they know, don't that. know that. We did not know that. Yeah. So then Emma steals Lily's address from her time card at work. Yes. Smart. They go to her house and they're walking through, and then there's this board serial killer wall. Yes, totally. the totally. serial killer wall of all walls, and it's linking everyone. It's got Storybrooke on there. It's got the author, the author, the charming. You you notice notice Snow White was crossed out. Yeah, Snow White and Prince Charming had big red X's. Like, no hate them. The evil queen got circled, though, in a nice little, like, renaissance (laughs) drawing. I was like, oh, when did she look like that? (laughs) That was cute. That was cute. There's the picture of Emma from when they were kids um, up there. So she knows everything. Everything. Even though Emma just tried to explain everything. And then she steals Emma's car and takes off. And yep. inside the car is the scroll that Regina brought so that they could have some magic. Have some magic and get back in. So then they go on a high speed chase. <laughs> yes. Which so was scary. Indeed. Emma driving was scary. Oh. Emma driving and Regina trying to talk her down while she's driving. She's like, no, because if this was you, you would, you would do whatever it takes. And, so yeah, you know would. things are bad when Regina is the one talking someone away from an emotional <laughs> response to an event. Yeah. Like, this is not good. It's not normal, like, I'd say. The queen or, of emotional responses is the right. level-headed one. And I think, like, no one makes rational decisions when they're emotional. No, no so I certainly don't. So we knew that wasn't heading for a pretty ending. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about the standoff. We catch up to her. They're fighting. There's like, what are you gonna do, Savior, with no magic? And there's a push, and then there's lightning, and it strikes the car. And I don't know who's magic headlights. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know where that came from. I I think just like literally nature. I think it's like the two of those big powers coming together because you know they're Pocahontas status when like the Indians and the Native Americans are going up against the the (laughs) English clashing storms. You know? Yeah, yeah. When they're like, I love that part. Sorry, it took me there. Um, <laughs> Disney, yeah. So there's that big bolt of magic, and then there's the Emma pulls a gun on her. Then there's the Sons of Anarchy sequence, yes. where yeah. suddenly we're not in once anymore at all. No, <laughs> we're just well, in a hardcore drama. But the fact that like Emma pulled out a gun, a very non, a very muggle like, type of weapon, <laughs> a very human. Yes. And it was like it got to that darkness, a real, just real darkness. Oof. Because Emma realizes that Lily is pissed. She knows everything. She's going after Emma's parents because, in Lily's mind, they deserve to be punished mm-hmm. for what they did to her. Which, yes, they do. Also, sometimes the punishment that people inflict on themselves is worse than any punishment you could get. Like, killing the Charmings isn't making them suffer at all. No. They, no. Making them live with the fact of what they did to you, being out and their daughter, that's a huge punishment. And yeah. that's something that Regina realized with Cora's death. Yes. You know, Regina took out Snow's heart and was like, oh, actually, like, you have that darkness there. Like, I don't need to punish you because you're punishing yourself and your heart's turning dark. You're on the path. You're on the path. Mm-hmm. You know, so, anyways... Regina does her great 
talking down of Emma because I they cut to that wide shot where we were like across the street and yeah. Emma just has the oh, gun yeah. and she and Lily's kneeled down and Regina's right there. I was like, this is the part in Sons of Anarchy where the gunshot <laughs> goes, goes. Yes. and then and then it goes straight to dark <laughs> and you're like, what happened? So I'm sitting here holding my breath because I think that's about to happen. They were all well, clutching we our chairs. <laughs> what? And I got to give it to the editing because even the background music was swelling up to the point like literally. Like, all the action and climaxing and all that and just like what? And Emma's face was just blank for the longest time until she finally broke. Okay, so in that moment though, knowing once and knowing Emma's character, even though it was so dramatic to watch, was there ever any doubt in your mind that Emma might pull that trigger? I had a split second where I thought she would. I well, after watching last week's episode, her pushing Corolla, I was like, Emma is capable of doing this. Mm-hmm. But I think, and also, thank God Regina, Regina was also there simultaneously talking her down. So I was like, when you have someone else talking rationally to you, you have better chances of not doing something that bad. That bad. That's true. I mean, in my in the back of my mind, I'm, I knew that I was crazy like oh my gosh what if she pulls it but in the back of my mind I'm like it's once she's not she's not gonna do it because after last week I thought that that was the act of darkness that was gonna just spiral her and be like okay now she's dark because she did that to Corella but then learning tonight that there's I guess different stages of Mm -hmm. steps of getting there Scientology you kind of have to like work your way up (laughs) through evil yeah you have to work your way up to it so now I'm thinking okay there's the chance to still save her. Like, she's... Clearly, Emma's not going to go dark anymore. Right, and also, you got to remember, this is once. It's a very family-related show, so I don't think they were going to show a point-blank type of (laughs) shot. Yeah. Especially from your main protagonist. Just an assassination. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Just boom. I think that's kind of frowned upon on the show. Yeah. 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 Well, they get it all worked out. Emma drops the gun. They actually have a pretty good talk afterwards yeah, after too. Aftermath recap. Aftermath recap and you know, Lily's like, Why didn't you do it? I would have and Emma's thinking, Well, I mean I, I would like to think that <laughs> that <laughs> you wouldn't would've. have if it was if the tables returned because, you know, it would have been me you were shooting. <laughs> Bye. But we don't know for sure. And then Regina gets a call um about Belle's heart getting taken so then it's like, oh crap, we have to get to Robin Hood. Because that was her leverage. Because right. that was her leverage over Rumple. What does Marissa want to say? Okay, last half of the show, we questioned if Regina returned the heart to Belle. She gave it to Maleficent? Okay. To, to keep it in the office? Here, like, but how like, long was she planning on keeping Regina it? Regina could have kept it in her own chamber of hearts that she has, put protection spells all over, and no one would have touched yeah, it. Yeah, no one can get into her secret lair, and I'm sure there's some secret door within there that only opens from Regina's blood drops or something like, that she could have right? put the heart in. Regina's so... Mo- so capable of just protecting the heart without her actually really protecting the heart. Yeah. yeah. I don't get why she had to give it to Maleficent. Maybe to build that relationship where it was like, no, you can trust me because I'm giving you a heart. But I don't think that was necessary. And especially like the spell that she put on it, there was a workaround. Like, she knows that Rumpel would get somebody in a heartbeat to do, <laughs> pun, pun not intended, <laughs> um, <laughs> to do his dirty work for him. So the fact that any old, you know, thief could step in and get it. I kind of call BS on that. Exactly! That's how I felt, too. It's too simple. It did feel too simple, but I want to backtrack a little bit just to 
um, Rumple going to Will and saying, hey, Belle's heart has been stolen and you need to help me get it back. And he was like, I'm working on it. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was really cute. I really... <laughs> Marissa's not having it. <laughs> um, I really like Will's character, and I, I'm i glad they're giving him a little bit more to do right now. But I also feel... Other than making him steal stuff like he normally does? Well, I'm just saying, because in the first half of the season, he's a series regular who was in maybe three episodes for one scene. Passing out. Yeah, passing out. Running out. Seeing, like, a mate or something and just, like, walking (laughs) off screen. You know, so I'm like, they're giving him a little bit more, but I still lack with what the development of what he's his purpose is there. Well, I this is the one storyline thread that I do have a problem with, which is the the whole Bell Rumple because I'm not I, I still am not clear on where Bell sort of fits in her timeline of story, mm-hmm. you know, at this point. Uh because this is the one for me that goes against the like Disney canon the most. You know, that like mm-hmm. Rumpelstiltskin is the beast, but we know that the in uh, the old canon it's like no the beast was a prince whose name was Adam, who did a bad thing. You know, like, yeah. so I'm kind of not sure where Belle's at. So now to have an entirely new love interest chapter, it's like, uh, we're jumping, like, how far ahead are we? Yeah. You know? And I want them to show us more of their Yeah, the relationship. Their relationship. I would love so that. So that I can know if I like Will and Belle together. Or if we want to judge you, Will. Yeah. I mean, I'm trying to be over here judging you and stuff. I need to judge your relationship and make sure you're good enough for Belle. Right? We can't judge you if we can't see you. <laughs> But, um, so, yeah, so then Rumple goes and distracts Maleficent, who is standing guard in Regina's office with this heart. Looking and, fabulous. We'll get yes, to that later. Yeah. She did look fabulous. But here's, I mean, he even says, you think that sending Emma to go find your daughter is going to prevent her from going dark? Those two together would actually the two people whose paths have been like in line since birth or he said something deep and meaningful mm-hmm. like that that I half listened to um, <laughs> <laughs> you know <laughs> so he's like the two people whose paths have been aligned wouldn't that bring out the worst in her which I don't think anyone ever really thought about right. before sending Emma out into a world without magic and a gun <laughs> that I thought she had given to Regina well, last episode. Well, Emma is a sheriff. She probably has multiple guns. Mama's I mean, packing. That's that true. That she is. <laughs> that she is. With human weapons, not <laughs> magical. Goodness. Yeah, so then Rumple. I mean, they get the heart back, and then he takes it to Belle in his shop. Mm-hmm. Well, Will takes it to Belle, and Belle doesn't remember, and this was something that we talked about last week, where we were trying to decide if Regina forcefully took the heart, or if Belle willingly well, gave it to it. her. And Regina told her in the heart, like, forget any of this happened. So we were trying to figure out if she gave Belle the heart back or if she actually kept it. So we know that she kept it, and we know that Belle doesn't remember any of it. But how do you guys feel on the part of did Belle willingly give it to her or did Regina forcefully take it? I think Belle willingly gave it to her. Because of because Regina gave such a great speech to her about like the purpose of this was to foil Gold's plan, and I mm-hmm. think Belle's really still on that train, even though she has compassion for him. I, I think she's pretty much anti Gold winning. Yeah, I agree. I think that was more both of them just teaming up against Gold because they all know what Gold's plan is mm-hmm. and what he wants. So it's really like you said to foil. 
So then when Regina comes back in town and Belle confronts her, like, hey, Beezy, why did you take my heart? You know, because I feel like there's going to be... Will seemed pissed off that Regina took her heart. Belle's mm-hmm. confused as to why she would do it. So what kind of backlash do you think... Do you think Belle will, will believe Regina if Regina's like, hey, actually, we talked about it, you told me I could have your heart, and then I told you to forget about it? I, th- I think it will be that... Because it seemed somewhat resolved a little bit from last episode. But I think that's such a storyline that so doesn't really need to be touched on. There are bigger issues going on right now. Like, Lily will be back in the picture. And so I think when they come back into Storybrooke, it'll be, probably be brushed over. Okay. I, I agree with that. Perhaps. Perhaps. All right. I know this is the part when... Marissa Uh-oh. was dreading us Is talking about... Is it about to get so real? Is it about to Am get I... there? Actually, before we get there, I just have to say this part, because Hook and Emma had a really lovely moment. <laughs> yes, they and did. And I would not be Tiana if I didn't shout out the Hookers for Life in this moment right here, because Captain Swan was everything. Well, so, at least you got happy I know, me today. I know. That's why I'm going to start with my happiness. Yeah, so, before we go right dark. As, right as, um, I'm going to go dark right now. <laughs> right as Emma's leaving town... Hook's just kind of there telling her, like, remember that I went down the revenge path and it's not a fun path to go down and you're not going to be able to get out of it. And Emma's like, well, you know, what got you out of it? And he's like, you've kept me on my path. She's his rock. They're soulmates. I love them so much. And <laughs> yay, Hooker for life. So I had to say that. Sorry. Sorry. No, um, no. It's warranted. It's fair. Yeah. It, it was, you get yours. It was real. Yeah. It happened. It was very real. It did happen. <laughs> so then we... um have to go into New York. And <laughs> Regina gets to the door. Robin Hood is home alone. Z- uh, Marion is at the store. So Regina barges in. It's like, okay, we have to go. We have to go right now. She's not who she says she is. She's actually Zelina. She, um, you know, went back in time and killed Marion and all this to get back at me. And Marion walks in and is like, what? No, Robin, what's she talking about? <laughs> Ooh, Who, me? Um, and then Robin, like, snaps at Regina, like, Regina, this is reality. I'm with her now. This is it. Like, leave me alone. And you just see Marion in the background behind him going like, mm-hmm. Ha, 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 ha. I got him. And then she poofs into... Pulls out the emerald. The, the, the emerald. The necklace. She poofs into Zelina, and I'm gonna let... I'm gonna let Marissa defer to Marissa. Marissa, I think you need to just get it off your chest. Just go. What the hell? (laughs) (laughs) Come on, I'm so sorry for all you listeners. What? 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 Like, okay, I can't think right now. (laughs) (laughs) Zelina, to go this low, to do this to Regina, and Regina is so pissed and saying, "Same here." (laughs) Regina is gonna get it. Oh, she she's going to lay it down like nobody's business. So, I do do we believe that she's actually pregnant with Robin's baby, or is this one of those like yes, Marys? O- only because Robin seemed generally yeah upset. He was conflicted, knowing that this is now a thing that Zelina is pregnant. Robin now he feels bad knowing that like oh I knocked up the wrong chick. I also want to say he sure did move back into his. 
marriage very yeah, slash new life real quick real quick like he got comfortable real quick because last time we saw him he was still struggling with it and that was supposed to be what three i think three months had yeah. passed or something yeah. so yeah, we're not really that. we're still at like three months ago he was in love with regina very and was going so. to stay with her and leave her and then his wife shows up again and he has to leave town with yeah, her he makes and the sacrifice to like do the more noble thing yeah so i mean that was just i'm just saying like he must be real fertile ah. uh, <laughs> well he's spreading the seeds not in the right place <laughs> <laughs> he got it with the wrong oh, woman it's just it's so many things it's so many things i loved lily's reaction though in here because lily's still with them right and she's like, and like, what is going on yeah what? she watches marion turn from marion into zelena is like what is that and then was just like magic girl that's magic that's you're magic. gonna have to learn quick <laughs> yeah you i'm gonna give you the cliff like, notes of this lily knows magic but she just she she walked into a mori episode she did. She walked into a Mori episode. My Mori metaphor is still working. <laughs> still now there's still another work. one. Now there's a new pregnancy to add oh, to the list. My gosh. Oh, good lord. So Selena's the baby daddy. What? No, no, not the baby, baby daddy. Mama. <laughs> baby mama. Oh my god. Oh, oh I, I cannot. She can't even think straight because she's so I upset. I really can't. When I tell you, Selena, you you think she's evil magically, but now she's just like an evil biatch in real life <laughs> as a human being. Well, that's low. She wanted to get back at her sister. Oh well, well worst, she did. She wanted to take something that that's she loved, and the she worst definitely. Way has and then you have robin who is so prideful and you know he gave his word and like this is his child so he's clearly gonna stay with her but i go back to this default thing you should never stay together for the children yes she can have your baby (laughs) yes it's not a great situation but you know what you go to court and you get custody of that child and you take that baby away ludicrous got his baby you can get yours robin hood that's all i gotta say mike drop from tiana I mean, I, I hear you. I receive that. <laughs> Marissa and I receive that. No, I totally get. I totally hear what yeah, you're saying. Yeah, because if he now stays, like he was deceived. So I understand you don't want to leave your unborn child, but that doesn't mean like I can't leave her here. How like, many? Yeah, because are how you going to kids... be romantically involved with her still? But right. I think that just goes with Robin's moral code that he lives by every single day, and today wasn't that was that day (laughs) it's like his it's his biggest attribute and the sexiest thing about him and it's also his biggest fault yeah yeah he will live and die by that code of honor and sometimes you gotta drop it because she's bad news you've gotta bend the rules but it's like you're in the real world now robin like those moral codes applied back to your old time storybook their story life but you gotta change these are the streets of manhattan you gotta gotta bend the rules it is 2015 (laughs) I mean, still be a good person, but shoot, your mentality has to change. Yeah, Yeah. at least a little bit. Um, So yeah, that was the big news that Marissa has been holding in all episode about how upset she is. Um, I also wanted to touch on Snow and Charming because I'm so... And just Emma, I know we talked about it last week about Emma still being mad at them, and you know she does have a reason to be. And she kind of gave them a real cold blow when she was like saying goodbye to everyone, Shade. giving hugs and kisses, and they start to say something. She's just like, "Take care, Henry." 
and just Ooh. like you're dismissed, mother. Be gone, Granny and Grandpa. <laughs> I don't need you. Ta-ta. Um, and then they go and they try to apologize to Maleficent mm-hmm. about what they did <laughs> yes. because they like we've been so caught up in. Emma's perception of us that we forgot we hurt you and we need to apologize to you. And Maleficent's like, um, you don't need to apologize to me. You need to apologize to my Lilith because she's the innocent life that you put, you ruined her life before she even had a chance to experience it. Like, she's the one who deserves, you know, for you to apologize. And they're like, yes, we we will definitely do that. And then Maleficent flips it on and is like, but if I'm not willing to forgive you, what makes you think she will? She's my daughter. That's very Clearly, true. she has the same mentality as right. her mother. She gets traits from her. So why would she forgive you guys either? Which is a fair question, Maleficent. Yeah. It's a fair question. I loved how tonight's episode, everyone who we think and have been trained is good and we should root for, like all of our main protagonists, really, were... The, no, I don't want to say villains, but the bad ones, and then all of our villains tonight, We're Regina, noble. Zelina, or not Zelina, not Zelina. Oh. <laughs> can't, we can't. Uh. Regina and Maleficent, like, they were their, the, yeah. <laughs> they they were like the good voices of reason tonight. Yeah, yeah they were. I was like, all right. The more level-headed I, ones. I love this whole twist on the stories. Not with Zelina. No, not that and I one. Think, I Girl, think I think it'll be Girl, interesting bye. to find out who Lily's father is, since we still don't know that, because... Yeah. Okay, like, I'm not saying that you are your parents when you grow up, but if, say, Lily had been able to stay with her mother, and had been able to, you know, have both goodness and the evil in her, and none of the evilness was just thrust upon her, even growing up in a household with her mother, who was evil before she even got pregnant mm-hmm. do you think Maleficent would have magically changed and been like this nice person who raised her daughter up nice or would she have been still the evil Maleficent who also had a daughter who was watching evilness all the time and then kind of be that person too yeah this again this goes back to a timeline question because it's like when in the when in Maleficent's timeline did this daughter come yeah how how long pre-Aurora is that right? And have we really even seen Maleficent and the the whole show ones really do anything evil against other people? Because I think the first time we really got introduced to Maleficent, Regina was doing wrong against That's true. her, and, and used they were her just battling, stole the dark curse. So I was like, have we actually seen Maleficent do any wrongdoing against anybody in the show? I don't. I don't think we've we've seen it. We've heard of it because of, we've seen Aurora mm-hmm. and Philip, and you know, know that whole thing. Yeah. When did they but, get their apology? Yeah, you know. <laughs> well, when they actually come back. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. How's their baby? <laughs> right? How's your baby? How's, How's that your relationship baby? gone? <laughs> Mulan's still mad about it. Yeah, is Mulan still, like, lusting over you, Aurora? I don't know. <laughs> oh, I need these questions answered. These are the things that Mulan's keep Tiana up being at a night. resident advisor right now. It's true. <laughs> yeah. So I think it'll be interesting, and I hope that we do find out more about Lily and who her father is, because it would have been interesting to see if her father was good versus her mom who was evil and then she does have those two paths to kind of figure out or if he was also a bad guy who got her pregnant and then right. it's just like two evil parents does that two negatives equal a positive does it equal the same like I don't know the odds were never stacked in Lily's favor in my opinion no. even even before all the darkness was just put into her right so that's just me it wasn't going to be a cute life when your mom's Maleficent 
Right? Like, when everyone in a a whole place hates your mother (laughs) because she, like, dragoned and burned down a whole field and, like, people's homes and stuff, no one's gonna like you. It's how Tori Spelling must feel. It's a hard life. Nobody likes her mom. That's very true. That's sad. But if if Maleficent had, or not Maleficent, if Lily did have a good father, there there could be good hope for her. It's true. Yeah. We don't know how dark and or light her heart is at this point. Someone needs to pull it out and see. Just just do the old heart test. It's good. Back. You're all right right now. You won't die you're, from you're it. You're good for a while. 50-50. <laughs> yeah. All right. Did I miss anything in the episode that you guys want to talk about or touch on before we move okay. on? Okay. The, just the, uh, the the license plate on the oh, yellow yeah. um, oh, car. Yeah. There's H36M4X. What do you think that means? M4X. And Highway 36, mile 4, X marks the spot. I don't know. Wow. <laughs> okay, and then the uh, the blue car that Emma was driving furiously was Sylvia. Yeah, that yeah. Which was, was that? Sylvia? Was that? Because I'm assuming it wasn't Lily's car that they stole, since Lily stole their car. Right. But that's a clear name. But yeah. having that was, Sylvia, that's going to mean plate, something. They don't do things like that arbitrarily. I don't. Yeah, think. yeah. maybe yeah. she did have a daughter at one point, and her name was Sylvia. Like Sylvia. Lily, I mean, right now, but I don't know. <laughs> Lily Starla. Lily Starla. Every time they call her Lilith, I'm like, I think of Lilith Fair, and I'm like, is she the missing member of the Indigo Girls singing folk <laughs> music? And- <laughs> Maybe. Um, I can't. Anything else, Marissa? I, I don't know. Okay. I'm I'm so worked up right now. I I just got a you know shout out mm. to Swan Queen tonight. Yes. Emma Regina. Awesome pairing. Awesome pairing. I love seeing them together. I love so seeing good. them work positively together yes. and complimenting each other and, you know, Regina kind of being that good, the good angel on on Emma's shoulder, shoulder tonight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but we also see, like, Regina at New York oh, in yes. the apartment. Oh, was, She's like, come with me now. She was not having it. She was pissed. Well, that's the great balance of those two. That's what makes that whole Swan Queen thing really work. It's like her strengths are the other's weakness. Right, and it's like, so Emma had her moment and Regina had her moment. Yeah, which is why Emma can't go full darkness because Mm-mm. without Emma being light, which, I mean, she is the savior, so... Without the lightness of the savior, that throws off the balance of everyone, and it can affect more than just her. Mm-hmm. Like it will affect Regina because we kind of see. Um, I don't, are you guys ready for predictions? Because we kind of see uh, Regina, no. you know, talking to the author. Like I still like this picture shows me that I can have a happy ending. Yeah, uh, sorry, Stephen, I totally <laughs> rushed over that. We're gonna go into predictions. Now, you're after Buzz TV predictions. So in the in the thing, a couple things I noticed in our preview, we see that Lily still wants revenge. She's talking to her mother like, "What are we gonna do to make Charmings pay?" We have Maleficent, who's a dragon and chasing stuff and blowing fire. And we see snow fall down and people try and jump in front, and we don't know what's going on there. We see Regina saying that she still wants her happy ending, and with the crumble up photo, like this is a sign that it could still happen. I so. Can there's so much going on. What what what's what are the next steps, guys? Well, I'm gonna just say here, and Zelina's gonna have a miscarriage. <laughs> it was like that baby is not going to exist, <laughs> or if it does, they're gonna send into another realm. Okay. 
There's also right. talk, I love that you guys were talking about maybe the baby would then have to be the thing that offsets what they did yeah, to Yeah, I, I haven't quite flushed out this theory yet, so it's going to be a little messy. <laughs> but, <laughs> but Robin and Zelina, no, you can't pair them together. No, 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 I don't, I, I would never, I would no. never. I just mean, if the child is born, if, it, I don't, I, I'm seeing some sort of like, what if, in order for Lily to be saved, so to speak, maybe this other child has to be sacrificed into the darkness so that there's always like one, you know, mm-hmm. one perpetuating curse. I don't know. Like I said, I haven't fleshed it out yet, so it's messy. I just think that Zelina's not actually pregnant. You can have false positives. She could tell Robin that she's pregnant and not actually be because Ro- because true. Regina lost her leverage God, over so. Rumple. So Rumple could have warned Zelina at this point that she was that um, she was coming, so she could have told Robin, "Oh my gosh, guess what? We're having a baby." Mm-hmm. And we don't know. I haven't seen a what's it called a sonogram. A sonogram. A yeah. A P- I haven't seen the P I'm going to need to see that stick, honey. I, yeah. I, need, I need a doctor down there with an ultrasound and just, like, verifying, like, do you hear the heartbeat? Yes, you do. It just got that, so invasive. That is when I will believe that Zelina is actually pregnant. Until then, I do not believe that she's actually pregnant, which means that she's just using it to keep Robin with her even longer, and so Regina will find a way to get the truth out. Right. They can be happy, and then Robin can get Regina pregnant. Like, that's what's like supposed to happen. Like, it's supposed to be. <laughs> like, the world is supposed to work. Outlaw Queen! <laughs> Forever. Outlaw Queen. Alright, any other... I, I think the author, or whoever's gonna be the next author, is definitely gonna write all the wrongs that has happened right off Zelina. Yeah. I mean... I hope. I think he is going to get control of that again. We're we're heading yeah, towards well, this. So my question is, okay, so we saw at the beginning of the episode, we saw The Apprentice say whatever the author did, and he's now trapped in the book. Why couldn't The Apprentice just take on the author role again, or or like already appoint the next person? There's got to be something with the sorcerer. Or maybe it's just like one author at a time. Yeah. Like yeah, because they Buffy, were... you can only have one slayer at a time. Right. Yeah, and because they still said that he was still the author he's still in the book observing what's going on and so then that made me think he's still writing the stories but he doesn't have the ways to manipulate the stories anymore so he can only write down what's happening what right. what he sees unfold so the, he's still the author that's why they didn't need to replace him my bigger question is well just how- take away the the ink and the quill but I feel like there's more to it once you're an author like you have to be killed or something like you just or you have it for like the until you die right. type of thing oh, like you can't has to make be it away inherited. yeah it has yeah. to be inherited that way but my the bigger question is how long was the apprentice with Lily explaining all this stuff to her yeah that you had know, to have taken weeks well and <laughs> like buster and from there did Lily go on to like live like did he then take her in did they Sort of, did she train with him? What happened yeah. after there's a the bus big ride? Because there's period. a huge time gap, and how they, her and Emma ended up living close by each other as adults from Minnesota to Boston. Like that doesn't happen I mean, often, you no. know. And to be that close to each other this whole time, so I just want to know what all Lily has been told, and if she's been trained in any sort of magical ways. And also, we saw the apprentice on the bus trip saying that necklace isn't just some ordinary necklace. There's something with no. that necklace. Yeah. Something special. The, what is it? The star and the moon the and star. together. Right. And together. It's Mickey's maybe, hat. Maybe it's a key to something. Maybe. Indeed. Maybe. All right, I have one more thing 
Okay. I mean, it's so ridiculous to start something like two weeks before the season finale. But uh, two honorable mentions. I'm calling this Once Upon a Weave. <laughs> Tonight it's Twice Upon a Weave. <laughs> Belle, Hair on Fleek. Yes. It just gets better every week. The swoop was giving me life. And honorable mention number two, Twice Upon a Weave, Maleficent. That yes. whoever did, I feel like whoever did um, Kate Blanchett's hair in Cinderella did Maleficent's hair in this night's episode yes. because it was just on point. It was on point. That's mm-hmm. upon a week. Yeah. Once upon a weave. I love it. <laughs> We're going to do a special segment every week. <laughs> Marissa, you have anything? Any final thoughts? 407 was on Robin's apartment number. Oh. What was that? <laughs> Zelina needs to. I don't want to say die, just get out of the story. I think you Evaporate. Can, I think you can say she needs to die because you already to, right, aborted she needs her to be, child. So. She needs to be vanquished. Wait for it, she needs to melt. Yeah. <laughs> okay. For good this time. For good. That's too much. We have to end on that button. That was too good. All right. Well, guys, thank you so much for tuning I in. Can. Make sure you check us out on iTunes, YouTube, SoundCloud, all the social media places: Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Um, I'm sure there's a MySpace for us right now too. Who knows? Um, where can everyone find you guys on social media to keep the conversation going? You can find me shipping outlaw queen at Serafini TV, <laughs> and you can find. Find me on Twitter and Instagram at Blake McIver. And I'm at the Tiana Hobson, Hookers for Life, and we will see you guys next week. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.